Praise God. We've been in a, a series for a few weeks called Alive with Christ. Alive with Christ. Let's look at Galatians 2.20. Thank God. Galatians 2.20. It says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Christ lives in me. Amen. Galatians 2.20 in the New Living Translation says, My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. In the Amplified, that same verse says, I have been crucified with Christ. In him I have shared his crucifixion. It is no longer I who live, but Christ, the Messiah, lives in me. And the life I now live in the body, I live by faith in, by adherence, adherence to, and reliance on, and complete trust in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself up for me. And then the Passion Translation, it says, My old identity has been co-crucified with Messiah and no longer lives, for the nails of his cross crucified me with him. And now the essence of this new life is no longer mine. For the anointed one lives his life through me. We live in union as one. My new life is empowered by the faith of the Son of God who loves me so much that he gave himself for me and dispenses his life into mine. So let's go back and look at it in the New King James Version, the first one. It says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. Christ lives in me. The Messiah, the risen one, the, the son of the living God lives in you and lives in me. If we have trusted in him, if, we've, if we believe in Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, the Bible says if you believe that he's risen from the dead, you believe in your heart, you confess with your mouth that Jesus has risen from the dead, you will be saved. If you believe that, he actually lives in you. Not beside you, not a million miles away, he is in you. Amen. He's in us. Christ lives in in us. Everybody say, Christ lives in me. Christ say, Christ lives in me. Christ lives in me. Say, Christ actually lives in me. I believe it. Hallelujah. God, through uh, the person, the Lord Jesus Christ, His Spirit lives and dwells in us. Actually lives in us. It says, Christ lives in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. The life which I now live in the flesh, so you, we are in the flesh. We don't walk according to the flesh, but we live in the flesh. How many of you know that? You walked in here in the flesh. We are in the flesh. We walk in the flesh, as far as you walk around, get around in this, in this world, your flesh, your body is your earth suit. It's our earth suit. It's not the real us, but it's how we get around. We live, the real us lives in this body. 
but we live in the flesh. This life that we now live, we live by faith in the Son of God. So he lives in us and we live by faith in him. So if we know that he lives in us and we can live by faith in him, that will radically change how we approach situations in life. If we don't believe it, if it's just a teaching, if it's just a doctrine, but it doesn't affect our lives, then we'll act like everybody else acts in every situation. So if we come up against a situation in life and we think God is out there somewhere, even though we could quote the scriptures, we, we may even can quote this scripture, but if we think and, and we, you know, with our mind, we're not actually thinking he's in me. We're thinking, well, he's out there. He may help me. I don't know if he hears me. Sure doesn't look like he's anywhere. Then we're going to act accordingly and we're, we're going to talk accordingly, we're going to believe accordingly because we're thinking like that. And if we think like that, we're going to act exactly like the world acts and they don't have Christ in them. The world, when I say the world, I mean people that have not believed on the Lord Jesus Christ do not have Christ in them. And if we don't believe it, don't think, don't let, our, let the, the Bible change our thinking, and if we don't start uh, renewing our mind to it, if we don't uh, let our thought patterns change to line up with the Word of God, then we are going to believe in line with what the world thinks, and we're going to start saying what the world says, and we're going to have the same results even though the whole time Christ is in us. So right now, we have all the power that we need to put us over in every area of life. Right now. Because if we have the Son of the living God, the risen Christ in us, what, what power do you need beside that? The whole, in the person of the Holy Spirit resides in us right now. God is three in one. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. The, the person that's in you is the Spirit of Christ, which is the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. But they're three in one. So God is in you. God the Father's in you. God the Son's in you. God the Holy Spirit is in you. Because they're all one. But the person that's on the earth is the Holy Spirit. The one that you have resonant on the inside of you is the Spirit of Christ. Glory to God. Praise God. 2 Corinthians 5.1. Let's look at this real quick. We'll put it up. It says, for if we, we know that if our earthly house, this tent, is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this we groan, earnestly desiring to be clothed with our habitation, which is from heaven. If indeed, having been clothed, we shall be found naked. For we who are in this tent groan, being burdened, not because we want to be unclothed, but further clothed, that mortality may be swallowed up by life. Now he who has prepared for us this very thing is God, who has also given us the Spirit as a guarantee. So we are always confident, knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. We walk by faith and not by sight. So the first part of that said, our, our uh, earthly house... This tent, it's talking about your body. So our earthly house is home to our spirit. Our spirit is home to the spirit of God. 
And you have to receive that. We touched on it a few time, a few weeks ago. You have to receive that by faith because you don't see it with your natural eyes. You don't experience it. Your, your, your flesh doesn't tell you that's true. We have to perceive it by faith. So when we walk through this life, these words that we're reading are going to have to be taken and acted on by faith. So when we, these verses that we're reading... For them to be real to us, for them to make any difference in our life, we're going to have to believe them and believe and receive them by faith that they're true, regardless of what we see, regardless of what we feel, so that we, we, when we walk into situations, we are, uh, we are perceiving by faith that Christ is in us. Because we believe it, not because we see it. And everything that we walk in, this spiritually speaking, is going to be by faith. It's not going to be by sight. So these things, you can look at your life and go, well, yeah, okay, so we said Christ is in me earlier. Your mind may say, where? Where is he? Okay, fine. He is. Where? I don't see him. I don't feel. How do you perceive it? You perceive it by faith. We walk by faith faith, we don't walk by sight. So these things that we're getting into, we have to receive them. We have to accept them. We have to grab a hold of them with our spirit and take and say, yes, that's true. Regardless of what I see, regardless of what I feel, I'm going to receive that. I'm going to say it's true. I'm going to agree with God. It's because it's when you agree with God and take his word as true that things open up. As long as we walk by sight and we say, well, I just don't see it yet. I'm going to wait. Till, basically, what we're saying is I'm going to wait till I see it and then I'll believe it. When you see it, it's too late to believe it. Because then, then you see it. Then you know it. What do you have to believe for? You don't have to believe. There's nothing to believe. If I, if I said, I believe, I see Brianna right here. I believe, I, I believe she's here. You would look at me and go, yeah, well... Um, good for you. What, what is there to believe? I can look at her. She, she's right here, right? There's nothing to believe. But if I can't see her and I'm believing, you know, that she's going to come home at a certain time or whatever, you know, she's going to come back and visit us after she goes to college or something. She is. I believe that. But when she is standing here, when she's sitting here now, I don't have to believe anything. I can say she's here. Right? So it's the same thing with all these things in the Word of God. We have to take them by faith. We have to believe them. Regardless of what we see, we have to say, this is the Word of God. This I take as His written Word. It, whether I can see it, whether I can feel it, I believe it's true. I believe I have what God said I have through the Word. Amen. Let's look at uh, let's look at Second Corinthians thirteen four. We'll just put it up on the screen. Second Corinthians thirteen four. It 
It says, though, though he was crucified in weakness, yet he lives by the power of God, for we also are weak in him, but we shall live with him by the power of God toward you. Talking about Jesus, though he was crucified in weakness, yet he lives by the power of God, for we also are weak in him, but we shall live with him by the power of God toward you. The power of God is resident in us through the person of the Holy Spirit, Christ through the person of the Holy Spirit living in us, and that power of God is how we're supposed to live. We touched on that some last time. The power of God is how we're supposed to live. The power of God will enable us through the Spirit of God in us to overcome any trial, any temptation in the earth. Amen. Romans 8, 11 says, But if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who dwells in you. We touched on this last week. If the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead, see that's exactly what we've been saying. If the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who dwells in you. See, through His Spirit that dwells in us, we can receive all the power we need to overcome any situation. Whether it's bodily, whether you know, we need uh, direction, wisdom in a situation, whether we need quickening, uh, strength to get through the day, whether you need to be able to love somebody as you ought, whatever, the Spirit of the living God is in us to make that true. It says, The Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who dwells in you. Colossians 1.27. Let's go ahead and turn there. Colossians 1.27. It says, To them God willed to make known what, what are the riches of the glory of the mystery of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in us is the hope of glory. Christ in us is our hope, it's our strength, it's our help. If we understand and get a hold of the fact that Christ lives in us, that changes everything. That, that is the power that allows us to live the Christian life. You cannot live the Christian life in and of yourself. We need help. And thank God we have help through the Spirit of God that lives on the inside of us. But for that to be effective in our life, we need to pull on the Spirit of God within us. We need to believe it. We need to receive it. And we need to act on it. Just because you have the Spirit of God living on the inside of you right now, if you believe God, you have Him living on, you, living on the inside of you right now, the power is available. But the power being available does not make it effective in your life. It's believing each of these words that we're reading right now. Christ in us. We need to understand, like we said at the beginning, Christ is in us, and that is the hope of glory eternal when we go uh, 
when we're with God in heaven. But right now on this earth, Christ is our, our hope, our expectation of good coming because the Son of the living God dwells in us. So that makes us equal and uh, more than a conqueror in any situation if we realize that He's in us. Amen. He is in us. He is our hope. Now, if you hope in a, if yourself, if you're looking to yourself to help you through every trial, for every tribulation, there are things that are going to come, you're going to bump up against your limitations, against things that maybe have... Uh, pushed on you before that have defeated you because you weren't relying on him. If we will change us trying to go in the situation and move over to he is in the situation with me and to draw on that strength, our expectation for the situation can completely change. Let me ask you a question. What is your expectation of the outcome of Jesus the Christ coming into a situation? If he would come up against a trial or tribulation, and you can see it when he did on the earth, but just think of him coming face to face with some of the things that we face on the earth. If he were to bump up against it, would you expect victory or defeat? Victory. Victory. How many times out of a hundred? hundred. How many times would he lose? Never. He would never lose. So when we come up against a situation, sometimes our thought process is, well, here we go. I hope I can make it through. Right? But see, we need to change over from it's just us to we have Christ in us. So when we're coming up against a situation, who's in that situation with us? And, and how many times does he lose? Never. He never loses. Now you say, but I've lost. Okay, did you, you didn't lose believing that he was with you and that he was able to overcome. See, when we switch over to walking by sight and go, how am I going to do this? I can't see. And you may say, you may have started out saying, well, yeah, I believe God, but pretty soon the sight is overwhelming your belief, and so you give into that. Well, that's not the same thing as walking by faith and believing that Christ is in you and believing He's going to over help you overcome. We have to maintain our faith and our belief in the fact that He's with us, He's for us, He will help us, and, and believe that in spite of things coming up against us. Again, if Jesus were in our situation, would He win? Yes. He would win every time. Now, He is with us. Now, if we can get a hold of the fact that He's with us, then we can win every time. Because He's not going to lose. We're the, we're the children of God. We, we don't have to lose. We don't have to be defeated. We can walk in His authority, in His power, with His help, Every time, every situation. This is a familiar verse of scripture, but 1 John 4, 4. Go ahead and put it up. It won't hurt us to look at it. 1 John 4, 4. We'll go ahead and read it. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them. 
because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. He's greater. The greater one is in us. The greater one is in us. The greater one is in us. Greater than what? Greater than all. Greater than anything that we could come up against. Any time we come up against a, a, a pressure, a trial, God's greater. The one in us is greater. He's greater. How much greater? Not even worth talking about how much greater. He is infinitely greater. Our little situation is nothing compared to him. Now, we're not making light of the, tr of the, the, the pressures that we might face, what, but we're making, uh, we're making much of who he is. Because there isn't anything that, that would hinder us from being victorious if we'll believe what the word says. 2 Corinthians 2, 14. 2 Corinthians 2, 14. says, Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of His knowledge in every place. Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. How, how often? Always. Who always leads us in triumph in Christ. How many losses is that? Zero. Does, it, does this make any mention of the problem? Of how big the problem is? It just says, thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. Always. So that means no matter what the problem is, we can be in triumph if we'll believe this. If God, through Christ, if, if the Bible says, thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ, if that's what it says, then we need to agree with this. Because Satan will bring thoughts to you that says, well, you didn't win here, and you didn't win there, and you're not going to win where you are right now. You're not going to win. And he'll try to get you to side in with him instead of side in with this. What is the key to victory? It's the, it, the key is to believe that God's word is true. And if he says that I can overcome and he says I always win, he always leads me in triumph, then I need to agree with that. I need to say that's true. I need to say he's in me. Christ lives in me. I live this, this life according to Christ. Christ, we read other translations, that he lives his life through me. If he's living his life, if he's living through me in this life, then I have got to win because he doesn't lose. Now, he is not going to take over and make us do anything. And that's the thing. People say, well, why, why didn't God just come in and do it? He needs our cooperation. He needs us to believe what he said. He needs us to agree with him. And when we say, well, I don't know, where is God? Or this doesn't appear to be working. Do you know what we're doing? We're actually working against God and we're binding the hands of God to help us. And people say, well, God can do anything. No, he can't. 
not where he's living himself. If he were to, to, to just step in and do something and override our will and do things outside of the laws that govern this realm we're in, then he can be called unjust. Satan could come and say, you broke your own rules. You broke the rules. You're unjust. And he can accuse God. That's why he needs us to say, if we'll just say what God has said in his word and agree with that, and even though it's looking like we are losing royally, we can still get up and say, I'm winning. I'm winning. I'm winning. I'm winning. May not look like it, but I'm winning. And you may, you know, you may have just got knocked over and you're barely conscious and you're going, you can get up and say, I'm winning. I'm winning. Everybody say, I'm winning. I'm winning. So in the middle of something that is challenging us, we can still say, I'm winning. Right now, I'm winning. Satan will say, no, you're, you're a fool. You're not winning. You're getting your brains beat out and you're going down and you can say, I'm winning because I always win. I always win because Christ is in me. He's helping me. This verse says he always leads us in triumph in Christ. And that includes this situation right now. I'm coming out on top. May not look like it, but I'm winning. Shut up and go home. Amen. We need to get like that with the enemy because otherwise he'll beat your brains out with thoughts of, of, of defeat, of thoughts of fear. Try to grip you and show you what's going to happen to you and how you're going to go down. That does not agree with what the Word says. If we have the Lord Jesus Christ living within us, the Spirit of the living God living in us, then we need to say, I am going to overcome. Now, not just when we're in church. Not right now. We should say it right now, but it's when something is the, the time you need to say it and believe it the most is when it looks like there is no hope. The time we need to agree and be bold and say, I'm going to win, watch, I'm going to win, I am winning, is when it looks like you are done. Well, and somebody, the, the natural mind will say, well, why would you do that? I mean, you've lost. That's walking by sight. That's walking by what you see. We need to walk by what the Word of God says. And if He says we're always going to win, then we don't care what it looks like. We say, we're going to win. Watch, this is going to turn around. Watch, it's going to work out for my, my good. You can say, this is working out for my good and His glory. God's working this thing out. God's working it out behind the scenes. I don't need to know what all's going on. You know what our job is? Agree with him. Agree with what he said. Don't ever take sides against the word of God. Don't ever, when he says something, that's it. If he says you're going to win, if he said Christ is in you, then we say Christ is in me. I'm going to win. I'm going to win. I'm going to win. We're at work. We're at, you know... We're on the job, we're at home, it doesn't look like, it looks like something is going bad. We need in the face of something just looking like it is ripping our life apart, we need to say, I agree with God, I will win. God is in me and he does not lose. The spirit of Christ is in me, he is my hope of glory, I will win. 
Thank God. Do you have those other translations? Yeah. You have God's Word translation? Yep. God's Word translation? I thank God who always leads us in victory because of Christ. He always leads us in victory. Always. I like that word. He always. Always. Well, that would include now. That would include every time that we're going to win, and then we're going to win, and then we're going to win. In the Passion Translation, can you put that one up? It says, God always makes His grace visible in Christ, who includes us as partners, partners of His endless triumph. He includes us as partners in His endless triumph. That, I like that. He's never, there's never going to be a pause where He loses. He had a bad day. Did you hear about it? Jesus got beat yesterday. That's never going to happen. What do we need to do? We need to hook up with what He is doing and say, if He doesn't lose, I don't lose. I, in, in your, your natural mind, can say, yeah, well, but I'm human. I, I, I can't do everything right. See, that's where we get defeated. We need to say, He is able to help me. He's able to make me go over. I believe what he said. I believe that I'm going to have, can you imagine, just if you thought of the rest of your life as endless triumph, until you go home to be with God in, in heaven, if Jesus tarries, my life is going to be just endless triumph. From faith to faith, glory to glory, I'm just going to win, and then I'm going to win, and then I'm going to win, and then I'm going to win. And then I'm going to win. And then after that, I'm going to win some more. And then after that, I'm going to keep winning. And we're just going to keep this going. And then I'm going to win. And I'm going to win in every phase of life, in every season of life. I'm going to win until I'm going to go on to glory. Does that sound good? Your natural mind, unrenewed mind will say, that's too good to be too, you know. You, know, you win some, you lose some. That's not in the Bible, by the way. That's not a scripture. This is a scripture. These are scriptures that we're reading. We've got to watch what we start to attach worldly wisdom when we start to say, you know, it just sounds good and it's what people say. Well, you know, you win some, you lose some. God says we win. Amen. So we need to believe that we win. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Remember, we're talking about being alive with Christ. Christ, see, we've, we've read some of these, these scriptures, but remember the context in general. You know, some of these things, we, we, we've been familiar with them. Remember, we're talking about in context Christ is in you and he lives his life through you if we'll allow him that that's what we're actually supposed to be as Christians that we are vessels that Jesus 
flows through to do His will on earth. It, what it means to be yielded to the Spirit of God is He's directing us what to do to do His will on this earth, and we are cooperating with Him. Amen. So we need to just cooperate with what the Spirit of God is doing and saying. So when we are talking about all this, I can do things, all things through Christ who strengthens me. Christ is not out there strengthening me. Christ is in me. He is living his life through me. So think about it. If we're led by the Spirit of God to do something, Christ is living, in, the Spirit of God is living in me to get that done. And if we'll yield to him, with what he already wants to do, he is going to help us and make sure that we win in doing it, and he will strengthen us, for strengthen us in doing it. Amen. He is going to help us because he is in us. Sometimes we say, oh, you know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, but it's like Jesus, and like he's way out there. Number one, he's not out there. He's in us. Number two, we should be hooking up with him for what he wants to do anyway. So if we're doing what he would have us to do, why wouldn't he help you do what he would ha have you do? When he asks you to do something, when he's leading you to do it, how can that fail if we go along with him? So we need to be, we need to hook up with him, but if we're hooking up with him and he says, you're going to do this, then we're not going to fail in doing it. We can rely on him that he's in me, he's for me, he's in this situation. So Jesus... God, help me in this. Show me. You're with me. I don't have to look out here. You're with me. Show me. And we're going to win. We're going to win here. And we're just going to keep winning. So if I need strength, I don't need to go, oh, God, help me. Like, let, come here and help me. We just need to say, God, I believe you're in me. You're strengthening me. And I draw on that strength right now. Like we read in Romans. That that power of God, we, our bodies will be quickened through... His Spirit who dwells in us. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. 1 Corinthians 15, 57. It says, Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians 15, 57. He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus. These are separate scriptures that are all pointing toward the same thing, and they are saying that through Christ we can have victory, we can have triumph, we can have help, we can overcome. Amen. Now, in 2019, right now, the Spirit of God is in us to make every one of these things come to fruition in our life. Praise God. Let's look at one more. 1 John 5, 4. 1 John 5, 4. It said, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Question, are we born of God if we've believed on Him? Yes. yes, we are born again. We are born of God. This is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. So our faith, our belief, and everything we're saying is what overcomes. 
Because like we said, any person that's born again has the Spirit of God living on the inside of them. All these things are true, but the way we uh, bring it into fruition is we believe this, we act on it, we, we take the Word of God as truth, and that propels us forward. Amen. He is alive with us, in us, now. Glory to God.